0: The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM
1: Welcome to the Big Red Bench Ladies Football Podcast with me your host Ger McCarthy. You can follow me on Twitter at mccarthy 74 In the second of our special two-part TG Car All-Ireland Senior Ladies Football Final previews we hear from the Cork camp ahead of their clash with defending champions Dublin Ify Fitzgerald joins us on this special edition to talk about the challenge of facing Dublin as well as his respect for Mick Bowen and the Dublin team. We'll also hear from Cork players Darren O'Sullivan, Orla Finn, Roisin Phelan and Orla Farmer as well as injured defender Laura O'Mahony plus the Cork PRO Peter O'Leary. That's all to come on this week's Big Red Bench Ladies Football Podcast. It has been an unprecedented year for ladies football now Ify Fitzgerald and his Cork team are one game away from winning an All-Ireland title taking on Dublin will not be easy but the Cork manager and his players are ready for the challenge we're closing in Ify on another All-Ireland final for you and for uh, this particular bunch of players you've seen Dublin before they've seen you Um, without giving the details away how do you approach coming up to the final are you more focused on yourselves and your own game
2: rather than worrying about the opposition Yeah, a little bit of both but I think we have to focus we've certainly been focusing more on our own game this year um, I suppose we're we're fresh after COVID. You know, we brought in a few girls, and you know the panel is you know it's going very well. But Dublin, you know, if you look at their far I think most of those girls have been playing together for ten years, so they have a lot of experience. You know, they they know how to close out games. You know, they went to raise the tempo. I think Lindsay Davies been playing you know the best football of her career this year, and you know so, um, Callow they have threats all over the pitch. Noel Healy, so you know we're not under any illusion I suppose we, we know what we're facing you know they have a lot of pace and power um, but we've been working very very hard ourselves you know and we, we're um, we're in a good place I think and we've incrementally got better as, as the games have gone on so um, we're looking forward to the game but with, with regards to the question I think we focus more on ourselves than, than rather on Dublin I was really impressed with the way your defenders turned over possession in the semi-final
1: it's something you've gotten really good at the tackling aspect is that something you've been focusing on or yeah. is it just a, 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 a climate is over a period of time
2: no we do work very hard on it and I think you know if you look at Dublin they brought the, the game to a new level of physicality um, I think you know one of the problems with the game really you know is the ticks you know you're not sure who has a tick or who has two ticks and you know where you're going and I think that needs to be looked at I would prefer certainly if it was the yellow card or if referee could use the discretion if it was yellow card red card type of thing but um, that's but for another day but, um, but certainly we're working hard on I, I suppose on, on increasing the tempo of our game you know with and without the ball and it's not just the defenders you know turning over I think our forwards have been working very very hard as well and that's something we've We've worked on, certainly in training as well, it's not just the, it's not just the six backs or the two midfielders, you know, everybody, it's everybody's responsibility to defend and if all the ends up cornerback, you know, chasing somebody, you have no issue with that, you know, so it's just that hard work element, but I think we certainly have improved that. You've also got people that can, you know, bother and give the Dublin
1: backs issues when you flip that coin, your full forward line, I've talked to you about it before and I've talked to the girls themselves,
2: work rate is phenomenal, I mean, you start your defending there. You do and I think thanks to the guy Darren has had a very good block of training you know that girl is doing so much with injuries over the years she's a fantastic footballer but she's you know, she's trained really hard over the last couple of months and hopefully you now we can keep her fit over the next way likewise Saoirse Noonan had a, a cruciate problem but she really worked so hard on her fitness Um, you know when she couldn't play um, and Anya Terry likewise so you know those girls would always be seen as very good footballers but you know wouldn't have been that of the defensive element of it so I think that certainly has improved and uh, you know we pride ourselves now on, on, on defending from the front so from their kick out, out we're looking to, to turn them over now it's not easy obviously when the goal keepers kicking the ball all over their hands but at least we want to put them under as much pressure as we can and I think we, we did that fairly successfully against Galway a few weeks ago or last week sorry.
1: And equally what you've been doing is incrementally getting better you've only had three games now I know Dublin have had the same but it's a very unusual championship in that regard and that you don't have as much time to correct the errors of the things that you might be seeing but is that not a bad thing because the players don't have time they're just thinking of the next game and they're straight into it?
2: Yeah they are but I think we've had a good block of training you know since we came back in September you know, we. I think we played Dublin actually in a challenge match. The only game we played prior to the Kerry one and we I think they beat us by three goals, but that was our first game and they had been you know, they were preparing for Donegal so they they would have been a few weeks ahead of us in terms of their preparation. So I think we've improved um, dramatically since then. Obviously there was an addition of a few players as well. So um but Sunday we I suppose it'll be a strange game. You know, in Crow Park last week you could hear you could hear the birds flying nearly you know, it's um it's a strange experience when you're when you're so used to having crowds there. But um but at the end of the day, I think what we're doing this year is we're just focusing on the fact that it's a game and we're we're going there to try and win a game of football and the other resume it has, you know, is we'll you know, we're we're not that interested in that. It's just I think the team has matured, even though we have brought on some young young players and we have quite a scattering of experience as well. Obviously with Kira, Martina and Hutch and the, those girls, but I think they're we're more pragmatic and there's more you know, we're more level headed going into this game. There's no you know, there wasn't any celebrating after the Galway match, you know, it was just a case of put the head on and let's get ready for two weeks' time. And just on that, like the
1: maturity you'd expect it from the experienced players, but I've been looking at a lot of the younger players, like Zaverik O'Shea has come up, the Kylies, some of the players that wouldn't wouldn't be used to this level of intensity over a short period of time. They're used to it to a certain degree from coming up through the ranks, but they looked like over the last three games, not just the last day, that they had slotted in and they're being, you mentioned the communication, it's the one thing with your team, it's the same with Dublin non-stop talking non-stop
2: communication from Martina right through the middle
1: up to dirt, and that's going to be hugely important in the final
2: it is it is uh, particularly from the older girls and you know Hutch is probably our leader and, t- and defensive leader and that um, Martina is very vocal Rogine have obviously coming back has been a huge addition with her experience and she's a very calm individual um, and her know she reads the game very well so you know that's, that, that's fitted in very well I think and Erica O'Shea on the other side of it is a young girl coming into the scene and Melissa is Melissa so yeah. you know so we have with have Kelly Has really You know Again Has worked so hard In our fitness As has Ima Coyley So I think they're reaping The rewards of that And you know We're very fresh uh, very fit And we have a lot of pace In our team you now as well Which you know I think um you know, in the modern game you certainly need you need girls to be able to break the line and break tackles and, and that and being able to move Hanaluni back out to midfield from yeah. from full back has been has been a help as well, you know. So all in all I think the shape of the team is very good. Um but it will be tested. I mean I would say the two best teams in the country are yeah are in the final. So you know, since I've come in, we've lost two. I think we've lost a final and a semi final to Dublin. We've beaten them in our first, first year. So there's not a whole lot between us. The league matches, we, we would have won some and lost some. So, you know, we've lost the last couple of, of Championship games to Dublin. But, but we're. We're certainly looking forward to it. I mean, what's gone on in the past is, isn't is that relevant, to be honest. You know, people ask me about Dublin, they're going for four and row. Yeah, they are, but Dublin had a lean period before that, you know, where they last four or five finals, I think. Mm. So, you know, there swings and roundabouts. So, it's, um, it'll be an interesting game. But, you know, from our point of view, um, this was our aim of the next, you know, we have four or five sessions left, is that everybody will come through unscated. Um, but we're going to work hard this week now. And... Um, and make sure we keep ourselves well grounded. And next week we'll go to Dublin, as I say, full of confidence. And you know, but we know, you know, if we dwell too much on Dublin, you are thinking we'll live one tree all Ireland. You know, that that kind of inhibits your preparation and probably your mental preparation more than anything else. So we'll just focus on the things we do well and and hope that if we do those, um, as we discussed earlier, defending and yeah. moving the ball quickly, then I think we have uh, a right chance.
1: There is, without I stop pandering, there's a lot of mutual respect, I think, between the two managers. Definitely, McMoran is somebody that respects you an awful lot, and I know you think the same. But I get the impression, because even from speaking to Roisin and that the Dublin players, obviously they want to win and they're going to be very focused on winning, and that's all they care about. But there is respect for what this Cork team has done over the last couple of years. Is that, is that, is that something you would... Yeah, thought?
2: well, I'd have massive respect, you know, for, for me. I, I actually built up a great relationship with him over the last mm. couple of years. Um, you know, um, likewise with Peter, Peter Lee, he, Maxine Donegal. You know, we, yeah. we'd all get on very well together. So, um, like, we appreciate. Like, you can talk about Dublin. You know, there's big debates about Dublin being very good, particularly the men's side of it. And, uh, but the rest of us really have to try and catch up. I mean, that's that's my view on it. I mean, if you look at the Hurling Championships since since time immemorial, mm-hmm. there was three teams winning, mean, it was Cock, Tipperary, Kilkenny, you know, and people forget that and you have threes in a row and fours in a row and five, no, I know Dublin are five in a row but, you know, I don't think Kerry, you know, Kerry were cut this year certainly, Donegal maybe a little bit as well. So, when you look at it, I, I think a knee-jerk reaction is saying we need to split Dublin or put him in four and I think that would, you know, you're, you're losing the county scene then and I, I certainly wouldn't be in agreement with that and likewise with the ladies there there's a feeling there that because of the volume of of kids that have ladies they have playing football above that they may take over but the challenge is there for us I mean I think Kerry have 100,000 people in the county and look they're 36 All-Ireland so it it doesn't always work like that so I'm a great believer in we have to rise to the challenge and try and raise our fitness levels and raise our professionalism and and I think we've done that Um, and like when you know I think a rising tide lifts all boats so you know we, we've I suppose we've we've looked at it and we've taken it on board and we've we've worked on the things we felt we needed to work on we obviously needed to bring in new players and I think our panel is much stronger now than it was a few years ago mm-hmm. and that leads itself to being much sharper in training then so all in all this there's, there's there's a plus plus, and as I say, with the Dublin girls, I've been on all session with the Dublin girls. We had great crack, you know. the Dublin, The Dublin and Cork girls would be great buddies, mm-hmm. uh, off the pitch, and they're they're very humble girls as well. You know, they're they're, you know, they're they're not spoiled by success. You know, they have the likes of you have McAvoy and Noel Healy, and those girls are very very pleasant, and you know, they're doing their level best for their county as ours are. So, um next Sunday we'll, we'll, we'll be going at it the pair of us but after the game we'll shake hands and we'll, yeah. we'll, you know, we'll wish one another happy Christmas and get on with it and just on that finally
1: because it's been such an unusual year because the championship has worked out the way it has there has been an awful lot of very very good games in the championship and that's been great because a lot of new eyeballs have been on it the White, and have seen it before the way it it's spaced out but a final between the two best teams in the country I think it's, fair, it's a fair comment I think they are the two best squads in the country yeah. definitely yeah. You obviously want to win it would mean a lot to you and to the girls yeah. but a, a final for the Cork supporters because the year that they've had and the supporters the true supporters of Cork ladies football irrespective of the result I think the performance and doing the county proud that comes first the result looks after itself but how much would it mean to you personally after this kind of year to win that all-earned title?
2: Honestly not as much as the girls being safe and yeah. uh, coming home to their families in one piece and that's hand on heart and I've been that oh, you've been, way Oh, you've been all that way from... Yeah, the surgery, yeah. yeah. Um, the most important thing for me is, like, as manager, normally, as manager of teams, you're thinking, yeah, of course you have to look after the football side of it, but I have two great coaches with me, and Petty O'Shea and, and, like, well, more than two, really, Brian. Um, there's there's lots of them there and they, they do a great job. My job is to look after the girls make sure they're managed. Obviously, oversee training and, and all of that, but the most important thing for me is that you know a lot of those girls are living with grandparents or you know would have, have contact with grandparents they're teachers and you know mm-hmm. Rogin Phelan is is working in Dublin That's as right. as a dentist so making sure that they are safe um, and that they get home to their families I mean the other night I asked the girls to text into the group um, once they got home and once Anya Terry had um, had it's... texted in at 11 o'clock or half <laughs> 11 at what time it was I just said Sleep well girls. I was delighted. And genuinely Joe, that's my no. feeling on the whole thing. Like I've been around long enough to know, you know, you know, I have daughters their age, so you know exactly a lot of those girls are very, very young. Um and I think for me it it's a it's a holistic development for them not just the fact that they are good footballers of course they are but they also have other issues in their life and we like to think that we're we're there for them and no matter what crops up be it sports psychology or be mm. it off the field stuff that we could give them a hand with it could be references it could be anything yeah. that we're 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 looking after the girls mm. because they give so much to this um for me at my stage of life it's a case of trying to provide the best for them on the pitch and off the pitch and as i say what would it mean to me personally it would mean okay it's it's another all ireland um, title, that's fine but it would I mean that we've developed you know, we've developed a very very strong squad going forward and I think the only way is up for us regardless of the result next week, I think the the future for Cork football is very very positive I mean when you look and I know it's three years now since the majority of the girls left, you know, the arenas and, and regionals, it's taken you know, we've been very competitive which is most important, I think we've won three league titles and we've won couple of months to titles and whatnot. So the next step is to is to win the All Ireland. But it's not just that. Um it's the fact that we're developing players. I and mean, we're not just developing as footballers. We're developing as human beings and, you know, we've small things when we leave the dressing rooms, we leave them clean and, you know, we're respectful to people when we go away. All of that type of stuff. And you know, and I want my girls to be to be good role models for, for the younger ones coming. And that's why it upsets me so much to see, you know, the treatment like the treatment that was metered out last week in terms of the the going to Dublin in the first place, and you know having to change venues and all of that. It just, I think those girls deserve every bit of, um, as much as as their male counterparts. I mean, but personally, I I do think the professional of the game, as we discussed earlier, yeah. there has outgrown the association in a sense. Yeah. You know, and but by that I mean it's not that the people working in the LGFA aren't doing good jobs. I'm not saying that at all. But we don't have any pitches. Yeah. We don't have. Major sponsorship Um, you know the girls don't get a whole lot of exposure so for me the natural you know progression would be an amalgamation with the GA I think it would be so good for both the Mm GA for society in general I mean we've made so much progress with the LG um, stuff and the Mm LGBT, sorry, yeah, and the, um, you know, the homophobic stuff and all yeah. of that, you know, like we, we are certainly a more liberal society you now, you know, we welcome people into the country and, um, you know, I think we, we've we really become cosmopolitan and, you know, I think the next step for us, you know, in, in Ireland really is to, you know, the GA, the association, if it does embrace women and, and, and brings them into the fold, I think it can only benefit um, both the GA itself, but also the country and the product going forward. Because I think the ladies' football is a fantastic product, you know, and um, the more exposure it gets, I mean, if that was a double header with the game last Sunday, wouldn't it have been, you know, a fantastic spectacle, you know. Mm. Um, and they're the things that you know, I hope to work for all the next couple of years, or for as long as I'm involved. Not just the fact that we we want Cork to be competitive. I think that's always the case, but we also want to. I certainly personally, anyway, always want to further um, what I think needs to be done in terms of uh, what the, gay, the girls are entitled to. You know, and as I say, expenses would be making for me. You know that they get they, they achieve. You know, proper Nobody should be out of out of pocket for playing for their for playing for their county. I believe because of the amount of time and effort they put in, but. We'll keep pushing and hopefully, like I'm hoping that Sunday might be a watershed. I think there's maybe some political will as well needed mm-hmm. there to, to push this on. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but for now and for the next week and a half, we'll just focus on the game. And, and, and as I say, after that, we'll we'll see where it takes us. But certainly I think, uh, you know, if anything comes of last Sunday from a positive point of view and that the girls, um, a lot of the situation of amalgamation is looked at and I think that will be positive. The Big
0: Red Bench Game on. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm
2: Cork captain
1: Dern O'Sullivan has played a pivotal role in helping guide Cork to this year's All-Ireland decider The Moorn Abbey star is hoping to end the most unusual of years on a high at Crow Park this weekend Cork captain Dern Sullivan, it is a really exciting time for the Cork football squad leading into another All-Ireland final appearance um, you must be uh, yourself as captain it's a lovely honour for you and for the Moorn Abbey club how much are you looking forward to it?
3: Yeah, as you said there, Jared, it is hugely exciting. Um, never, I suppose, in my wildest dreams did I think I'd be playing an All-Ireland Final on the 20th of December in Coke Park. Um, so it's something new and it is um, very, very exciting um, and something we're really looking forward to.
1: It was very cold in Dublin for that Galway semi-final. Uh, at least you were able to run around the pitch and try to keep warm. Not that anyone cares about the media, but... I think the fact that she got to play in Crow Park for a lot of the younger players there and that's a big bonus.
3: Absolutely. Um, it's probably one of the only positives we could have taken from the weekend um, in terms of the, the fixture, um, change of fixtures. Um, I was actually on the way to the match from the bus and I was trying to do a bit of self-talk and talk to myself and be like, you're okay, this is fine. Uh, deep breaths now, relax, and then I was like, oh my God, Darren, and think about the girls who, who it, it's their first time, like um, the likes of um, Erica and Emer Kiley had never started in, in Crow Park, so look for those girls and the whole panel, it was actually, in hindsight now, a huge um, benefit and very beneficial and a huge advantage getting to play our semi-final in, in Crow Park.
1: Obviously, the preparations are going to intensify um, over the final few training sessions under Efi and Paddy and, and the backroom team, but you've got a base in Klidov. Things have gone well for you this year. You've built slowly Darren, from the Kerry game, um, the second half of the Kerry game, the full Cavan game and then the full match against Galway the last day. Um, you've been slowly building and things look like they're coming to a head now just at the right time.
3: Yeah, look, I don't want to jinx us, but um, I I suppose something you want to do in every game is improve, and we we have been doing that. Um, Our stats are going in the right direction. Um, Our tackle count is going up. Our stats, our shot selection is better. So, look, things do seem to be coming together, um, but anything can happen on All-Ireland final day, so um, we'll have to prepare and tick all the boxes. and control all the things that we can, uh, that are in our control.
1: From previously facing Dublin, Dern, um, you know that you have to step it up, everyone does, but does that re- automatically raise everyone's game, the fact that they know no, they're going up against a four in a row chasing all-earned champion?
3: Yeah, look, um, something I actually think that's worked really well for us this year is focusing on ourselves and what we can bring to the game um throw everything we have with the opposition and see how they react. Um we've loads of strengths within our squad. Um I suppose we pace um youth and a nice mixture of youth and experience. So obviously we'll give um Dublin the the respect they deserve um in terms of our, our homework and preparation, video analysis, but the focus in two weeks' time will be on what we can do um as as a team.
1: You've been here before, uh, you know what's involved, you know what's involved in the build-up. How important is it to, for, how difficult is it to keep focused? I mean, somebody's experienced this yourself and you're getting to an all-earned final and especially this year when it's so late in the year.
3: Yeah, look, um, there are a lot of um, distractions, I suppose, at the moment um, with everything going on um, with COVID and with, with Christmas around the corner. Um, it is going to be a challenge, I suppose, for a lot of us. Um, to stay 100% focused on the 20th of December. Um, It's just 60 minutes of football between us and an All-Ireland Final. Um, The prize is huge. Um, So the motivation is there to stay focused and and we will do just that.
1: It would be easy to list off all the players at Dublin and the talent that they possess. Um, A former uh, Moorn player in there as well, someone you know quite well. But (laughs) You also on the Cork team have plenty of talent and young talent coming through, but it has all the hallmarks of of a cracking final for the neutral, I know you're only focused on yourselves and from Cork, but from a footballing point of view it should be a fast, open and high-octane game.
3: Yeah, look, um, I think the teams are actually extremely evenly matched, Um, both teams have huge pace, um, strength, power um, all over the field. both have some some top quality forwards, um, so I do think it will it, it could be and has the ingredients to be um, an unbelievable all-earning final for for a neutral and and hopefully it'll take ladies football um, to to a new level.
1: Indeed, I think the positive headlines that could come out of such a final would be good for ladies football, considering the year that's gone by with the pandemic and everything. But obviously, you're putting all that out of your minds right now. Can you? can you give me an idea of just how intense the final couple of training sessions are coming up to an all Ireland final because we've said this before there and throughout the season when we've had the opportunity to interview here on the big red bench competition for places is one thing it's almost a cliche but in Cork and Dublin's case there are 30 serious players more than 30 serious players looking to get on the panel
3: yeah absolutely Um, the competition for places is unbelievable Um, we've 38 girls in our squad as you know and only 30 get named thankfully those other eight girls got to go to the match um, on Sunday and will get to go to the all Ireland final so that's a huge boost to have our whole squad with us Um, we're all in it together Um, but the competition to get on that starting 15 and to be lucky enough to be the five who are brought on is what is uh, motivating us to to tick those boxes and go that extra mile um, not only on the field but off the field as well um, in terms of nutrition, sleep, um, gym you, you have to tick all those boxes now or you're not going to be started um, like if you're not working on the field someone will come in and do do your job for you um, so no matter how many All-Ireland, final, All-Ireland medals you have um, just take Kira for example one of the, the more experienced players on our team like if she's not putting in the work or she's not um doing what she's been asked, I suppose there is someone else on the sideline who will who will take her place so um yeah, training sessions over the next two weeks are gonna be gonna be manic, but yeah.
1: And we should say your point there is well made, but that applies to every player, not just Kira, because Kira, we don't want Kira getting angry when she hears this.
3: I, I felt I, w- I couldn't insult <laughs> any other teammate the way I can insult my sister. You know, Fair point. That, Fair but.
1: point. It's a good point. Listen, just finally, uh, one of the one of the hallmarks of this Cork team for all the talent that you have, and for all football and for all the skill and the experience one thing that has struck me um, this year from being up close and watching all your games there is the communication, the way you talk to each other, the way you gear yourselves up the way, from Martina in goal right up to you in the full forward line um, and Anania Terry and Saoirse when a turnover is made the, the, the way you get behind each other, the way you talk and keep everything and especially when the ball is at the opposite end of the pitch you're always organising and it's not just one or two players, it's the entire team and it's been a real hallmarker Cork this year
3: yeah, I'd actually be cringing when I'm watching back the matches when I hear how loud myself and Martina are. Um, I used to think she was extremely loud but I actually watch back Sunday's game now and, and I'm audible as well. But look, it is a huge part of of the game now is communication. Um, It's such a fast-moving game. There's so much pace to it that you have to be organised or you will get caught. Um. And, like, we are, I suppose, um, encouraging each other and, as you said, cheering each other up. And, um, like, we don't have a crowd. So, if you think about it, our, our subs and our management and us, we are our crowd. Um, we are our supporters as well as the players. Mm. Um, so, we've had to double up this year, I suppose, um, in that regard. Um, but, like, it, it just is a huge boost if you get a turnover or if you win a kick-out, anything like that, just to get the pat on the back or... Get the shout from someone telling you you're doing a good job. It makes those those hard runs a bit easier. Um, I think we were mocking Hannah Looney in the dressing room afterwards. <laughs> like she she tears and shouts for herself, and she'd be
1: fist pumping for herself when she does stuff. Well, no, noticed that so actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's actually
3: a, a class picture of her after the game, just fist pumping and stuff. So look, it is a new thing this year with with COVID, not having um, supporters at the match. That that we support each other on the field as well as off the field.
1: Well, look, on behalf of everybody at the Big Red Bench and Cork Shredder FM, we wish you all the best on all Earn Ladies football day and let's hope we're doing some fist pumping afterwards.
3: Thanks very
0: much. Missed the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie
1: Cork's Red FM. Kinsale's Orla Finn will once again have responsibility for taking Cork's freeze in this year's All-Ireland final meeting with Dublin. The Big Red Bench Ladies Football podcast caught up with Finn to hear how much she is looking forward to the biggest game of her career. Nine points in an All-Ireland semi-final is some return but we've come to expect it from somebody as talented and as an experienced as you Orla Finn uh, Order Finn. First of all, congratulations on reaching the All-Ireland and uh, a very important day for Cork Ladies Football.
4: Yeah, thanks very much Ger. Um It's fantastic to be back in another All-Ireland final um, and I suppose this year will be a very memorable year uh, with all that has gone on over the last few months so it is, it is really nice to be back in an All-Ireland final again in two weeks time.
1: Indeed. Let's talk about football matters. Much more uh, positive. Nine points in the semi-final. Um, at this time of the year, it's worth remembering that somebody with responsibility for freeze, and I watched you in Tralee and I watched you in Burr and County Offaly in pretty awful conditions. Not easy. Very, very difficult. It's it's difficult enough to have the responsibility for taking freeze to begin with. But in the conditions at this time of the year, it's something else that you've had to become acclimatised to. Yeah, definitely. I
4: suppose you just have to go out next to day yourself. Um and just do a bit more kicking than you would even in the summertime and just get used to the conditions. But I suppose yesterday I was lucky, you know, the the surface and everything in Crow Park is just unbelievable. So that did help. And the conditions, the weather, there was no wind or anything there. So all of these factors do help when you're taking freeze. And as most forwards know, you know, playing playing on a day where there's very little wind is always um, a joy to play in.
1: You're part of a pretty potent forward line, including Kira Sullivan, who weighed in with one two, and Melissa Duggan, who popped up from the back to score a fantastic goal. Your West Cork, or former West Cork teammate, uh, a good day for her as well.
4: Yeah, definitely. We've a very strong team this year, and I think we're really gelling as a team, which maybe we weren't doing over the last number of years. Um, Melissa, yeah, she's in in flying form this year, and. She's even taken on more responsibility by going forward as well. And and she's so fit, she's able to get back and defend at the same time. So, no, it's brilliant having that pace coming through the middle um, and giving us options too.
1: You must be pleased with your own form though, over the last couple of games and especially the semi-final.
4: definitely I suppose this year I've been given a new role as wing forward so it just took a little bit of time to adapt to that it's a a different position to play in instead of just in the full forward line where I was over the last number of years just in front of the goal Um, but no I do like my new role as, as wing forward and I think we're all, as I said, we're all going very well this year, you know, given the conditions and everything. I think we are really gelling, um as a team, so hopefully we can bring that forward now in two weeks' time for the All-Ireland final.
1: Indeed, you most certainly will have to, as you know better than anyone when it comes to facing Dublin. You need to bring your A game in an All-Ireland final situation as well. Um, obviously, Mick Bowen has been playing fantastic football over the last number of years. They're going for four in a row. But does that take the pressure off you and Cork a little bit in that they will be favourites?
4: Yeah, definitely. I think all the pressure is on Dublin to get that four in a row and I think we'll go out there now and just give it our all and I think if we do put in a good performance and all play like we can play that we'll be in with a good um, a good chance. But as I say, we're all just delighted to be back in another All-Ireland final. We lost the semi-final last year, so it is great to be going back um, out playing on All-Ireland final day, so it's, it's the day that we're really looking forward to.
1: It's an unusual time of the year to be playing anything, let alone uh, inter Gaelic football. How happy are you, though, overall, that you're actually getting the opportunity to play?
4: yeah so happy you know at the start of this year in March when all this happened I, I really thought that there would be no football um, this year at all and we got to play clubs and now being able to play inter-county is just unbelievable too um, it's a strange Christmas for everyone as it is um, it will be very strange five days before Christmas Day to be playing in Crow Park in an All-Ireland final but I think it's going to make Christmas and there's a great buzz between now and, and the All-Ireland final so you know I'm just really looking forward to it.
1: Does this give you an easy uh, and all the Cork players an easy out when it comes to getting Christmas presents for people that you were just too busy?
4: <laughs> I hope so I haven't started mine yet so, so maybe I can use that line
1: Very good Can I ask you as well just about having your teammates Quivo Callan and especially Saive O'Leary who's made a bit of an impact off the bench over the last few games I know you know those two players' talent and what they bring to the team but for Saive to come on and score a goal against Cavan the way she did and also to come on and uh, make a contribution against Galway the last day you must be delighted for her
4: yeah definitely she's been on the panel now the last few years and she's a fantastic player and you know she's, the more games she comes on and she's getting more confidence and to take on the ball and to take her own scores. so it was great to see her score her first point in Crow Park yesterday and I'm sure she was delighted going home
1: she speaks very highly of you any time we interview so you've obviously had an influence on her and Cuiva as well to be fair how much um how much of a boost have you and the other more experienced players been given this year with the likes of Eric O'Shea, Sive um, and, and the Kylies coming onto the team and making an impact?
4: Yeah, no, it, it's fantastic. As I said, over the last number of years we've always been saying, you know, we've been going through a transition of the the older players leaving and the younger girls coming up. But I think... You know, they really have stepped up to the mark um, over the last few years. Um, Erica O'Shea is an unbelievable player. She's a huge addition to the team. You know, her first day out yesterday um, in Crow Park and to play like she did, she, she did a great game. So it, it's a great boost for the whole team to have these younger girls coming in and just, just stepping up to the mark and playing senior football.
1: Obviously over the next week or so with the the intensity of training that you've had and especially coming up to an All-Ireland final uh, things are going to have to ramp up even more so because of the opposition. How excited are you though about walking out in an All-Ireland final and facing Dublin?
4: Yeah, it's great and you know I'm actually delighted that Dublin we're meeting in an All-Ireland final because we haven't beaten them in, in Championship in a, in a few years and I just think, I think this year we're going in and, and we're feeling quite confident you know, Dublin will be an unbelievable team. they they really are, you know, they they've shown over the last three years what they can do. So it'll be a very, very tough game for us. But um I I think we are very focused this year and with with the strange year that it is, you never know what, what could happen on the day.
1: And just finally um from your own point of view obviously it's been a very disjointed year as you said for both club and county but inter-county sorry finishing it off with an All-Ireland title would be fantastic but this is by far and away Cork's probably toughest test over the last two maybe three years
4: yeah it is um, Dublin Dublin are just something else they're an outstanding side Um, they're very physical they're very fit so, it, w- it will be a big test to us. Um, we've played well in the last number of games we had in Championship this year. So, hopefully, we can just bring it up another level going into the All Ireland final um, in two weeks' time. And as I say, w- winning um, an All Ireland at Christmas would be the best Christmas present we could ask for.
0: The Big Red Game on! Saturday and Sunday from 6 pm.
1: O'Donovan Rossa and West Cork's Laura O'Mahony missed out on this year's All Ireland Intercounty Championship due to injury. Thankfully, O'Mani's rehab is going well, and the young defender is delighted to get the chance to travel to Crow Park with the squad for Sunday's final. We're joined on the Big Red Bench Ladies Football Podcast now by a player who has missed out this season because of injury, but is still a very, very important part of Cork Ladies football's future, and that is O'Donovan Rossa from the club in Skibarine in West Cork's Laura Omani. Laura, how are you? Good thanks, Jerry. Yeah, no, I'm busy out at the moment with all
5: my college load of assignments because my course is continuous assessment so they're all building up now for their final dates
1: in a few weeks. Well it's good to hear that you're busy. Um, For those who don't know, a partial tear of your crucial ligament early in the year ended your season not long after you'd made a big impression in the National League. First of all, how is the rehab going and what is the diagnosis uh, for the near and long term future?
5: Um, Good so far anyway, yeah. um I was firstly uh, misdiagnosed to say that I had a possible fracture on my patella, but I found out by going to a new rehab and physio that um, it's not that that I have a pelvic tilt and all the miscommunication or misalignment with my hips is making just extra pressure on my ligaments, and that's kind of how I did it. But regards to rehab, it's going good. I have to do my exercises every day for around a half an hour or so. But it's a nice break to get away from the study and, you know, when I don't have training these days, it's it's nice to be doing something at least.
1: Yes and important too that you rehab and that your body gets a chance to to recover and that you'll be ready to go when the time comes next year whenever that is not just for Cork but also for West Cork Um, obviously this past year winning the county championship I know your dad was involved in the background there as well and Skibbereen getting to a county junior final you know it must have been difficult I mean it's a silly question to ask how difficult has it been are you a good person to stand on the sideline and watch a match? Yeah sure look
5: there is a sense of disappointment when teams that you're involved with get to big games like that like I think um, the worst was with Skip, especially since we lost as well so far anyway that I just found it really hard to, that I couldn't help to girl things but again I mean, I like the disappointment aspect that's kind of overshadowed by the fact how well the teams have gotten and how well they're doing and the fact that the success is there this year only shows that I have a chance to
1: a part of that maybe next year and the years to come Absolutely uh, both for club and for county I'm Absolutely 100% sure we will see you racing up and down that sideline when the time comes next year, fully fit. Um, from from your vantage point, Laura, you've had the added advantage of watching the Cork team develop over the past three matches, the win in Kerry, the win up in Offley against C- Cavan and this past weekend against Galway. Um, the team has been slowly improving with each game and now on the horizon lies probably the biggest challenge and that's the Dubs.
5: Yeah, no, like I was only able to go to the Galway game this past weekend, but just even watching ones on television on Facebook and then being at the game, the improvement and the girls in the Galway game was literally like it was like nothing else. Like they didn't even give Galway a chance to get into the game. They were shouting, roaring. They, it just looked like they wanted it more, and that's what you need, especially in preparation for Dublin. Like everyone knows they've the one last three they're raring to win the next one so I just hope that the girls can take their attitude from the Galway game and use that in the next couple of training sessions and just prove to everyone how good they can be and how good they they that they're good enough to beat Dublin in a few weeks
1: I have to ask you Laura how frustrating was it not to be allowed to go to the Offaly and Cavan game I know you're injured and I know there's only a limit on the 30 players but it seems now a little bit too much does it in terms of restrictions?
5: Yeah, look, I just didn't really understand, you know, when there'd be a load of photographers, journalists at games and things that girls that had been training with the panel for how many numbers of weeks that they just couldn't go to the games. Like, especially not even me, just the eight that were in the extended panel. Yeah. Like, it's it must, must be really hard for them to go to trainings all the time and then just not to be allowed. And other people that are outside the training panel aren't, aren't are allowed. And then, you know...
1: Very true, and I can tell you the media would happily have given up our tickets if it meant you could have gotten in uh, to any of those matches. Uh, but thankfully, it won't be an issue in the future. Can I also ask you, um, based on what you've seen and based on your involvement in and around the Cork team, like you've you've played at Croke Park, how how important was it for the likes of Eric O'Shea Shane for the Kylies and the younger members of that Cork team to get that experience last weekend against Galway? Oh, it's incredible! Like you grow up, and
5: Croke Park is the the big game for you as a child. And when I when I played there in the league against Dublin, like even last year in the semi-final against Dublin, just running out under the stadium onto the pitch is literally what you dream of. And I suppose Erica didn't have much time to prepare herself for the fact that she'd have her, her debut there on Sunday. But look, she passed the test with flying colours. She was super fit later. And just the Kylies, they... True, the these are super. They know what they're doing all the time. They're so laid back, and it suits them. But um, it means a lot. Like it is the the stadium that everyone in the country looks up to playing to, and yeah.
1: Um, going into an All Ireland final against Dublin is a big task, as you know, and uh, everyone in the squad knows it's very, very important. Know that the intensity in training it's bound to step up over the next week. How important is it though that the girls just turn up and they play to the best of their ability and not worry about what would be a very unusual and unique occasion an all ireland final with no fans?
5: Yeah, look, in the past couple of years there's always been a almost fear of Dublin and girls sometimes forget that Cork are the ones that have beaten them for the last for 10 years before that so they just need to remember that to be fair the Covid situation didn't phase them one bit on Sunday especially with all the stadium changes and things so I have plenty faith in them anyway that they they won't be phased by that
1: Have you found yourself watching a lot more football than you normally would Laura and picking things up?
5: Um, yeah it's actually I've improved like my um, time watching it by understanding it more than actually playing than looking on we'll say mm. like you just pick up the small things that even that I didn't notice when I was playing myself that I could do for next year which is a good thing but also with Skip like I kind of had a say in like what maybe moving a girl here and there and mm. that's kind of going to help next year as well
1: that sounds like a coach in waiting when the time comes I wonder will we see on the sideline when you finish playing I don't know. My course at the moment is helping
5: that part as well. We're doing a lot with coaching and we have a made to move program where I have to coach my sister to keep up her exercise and things. So all
1: of those things are adding up. But I don't know. I'll stick to the football when I get back, anyway, for now. And how is your sister taking to being ordered around by her coach? Erica, uh, she likes being organized. She's after
5: starting her job with Deloitte now. Hmm. So she's delighted. She has the office set up and everything. <laughs>
1: well that's great to hear listen Laura everybody in the Big Red Bench Cork's Red FM wishes you all the best in your rehab and we can't wait to see you back out in that pitch next year wearing that Cork jersey and doing what you do best which is play intercounty football thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast this week
0: thanks Ger The Big Red Bench Game on. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm
1: Cork fullback Roisin Feelan plays her club football with St Bridget's in Dublin the inter-county defender has proven one of Efi Fitzgerald's most reliable players during the 2020 campaign and cannot wait for Sunday's All-Ireland decider. Now, Cork full-back Roisin Feelin played an integral role in Cork overcoming Galway at Croke Park last in the All-Ireland semi-final and she's also been very influential in the two previous wins over Kerry and Cavan. She joins us now on the Big Red Bench Ladies Football podcast ahead of an All-Ireland final appearance against reigning champions Dublin. Roisin, how are you?
6: Good, yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: Not at all. Good to talk to you again. Um, first of all, congratulations. You're in an All Ireland final. Um, it was wasn't easy. Uh, an empty Croke Park. What was that like from a player's point of view?
6: Yeah, you know, it's good to get to play there. First of all, Do you know, it's a fantastic pitch, and it's where everyone wants to play. So it was good to be able to get a a dry run there, as such before the final. Um. Yeah, it is a bit stranger to play in front of an entry crop park. you when we've been playing there in Files before it has been obviously very full and it's, it's there's a great atmosphere there and it is a bit stranger uh hearing the hearing the echoes um around the place, you know, And well Martina doesn't need much help uh, getting her voice heard but when it's echoing four times around you, uh it's, it's something else.
1: Galway posed your strongest test to date, but I was very impressed um with the ability, your your full back line and the half back line's ability to turn over possession and win tackles. It's something you've clearly been working on and it's going to be very, very important going to that final.
6: Yeah, like as in, to be fair, defensive coach Connors been doing a really good job in kind of getting a time of our tackles right, make sure we're doing it correctly and that's obviously starting to show, so we're we're really happy with that.
1: For you, this is a unique situation in that you'll be facing potentially one, if not two, or a few more clubmates from St. Bridget's in Dublin.
6: Mm, yeah, <laughs> bit of a
1: hard situation. Um, how much are you looking forward to uh, those 50-50 tackles? <laughs> I'd say there'll be a few
6: hit-hit ways, but know uh, as in look, we've been giving each friendly ribbing all year um, about, about playing on different teams and you know as in there won't be
1: much said between now and then between us but I'm sure there'll be plenty said on the field. Indeed. Um we spoke previously and you had been away for for a while from the intercounty setup and you you spoke to us and uh, spoke to us here on the be- on the bench about how much you enjoyed being back and it being part of your life. You could never have envisaged though the year that you've encountered um the way the intercounty season has gone so late because of the pandemic but now when you've had a chance to stop and think you're in All-Ireland final it, is it hard to believe is it hard to grasp or are you just living for the moment?
6: Yeah, look, as in we weren't really sure if we ever were if we were ever going to get here. You know, um, there was a lot of work put in early in the year, and we weren't really sure if we were if if the fruits of that labour were going to come to be. You know, that we were actually going to be able to get to to reach the field, and it's really really good that we finally got there. I think it's a relief to everyone involved.
1: How much are you looking forward to another final appearance at Crow Park?
6: Yeah, like, I and mean, you can't really put that into words. It's what you prepare for all year. It's what you, it's it's what all the the dirty runs are in winter time. It's what you do when with your nutrition all throughout the year, the gym work, all the sessions you don't want to do. This is exactly the reason that you do it. You know, so it's really it's really exciting to be able to get back there again.
1: There seems to be. um you would expect anyway uh, bec- between the experienced players and yourself as part of it as well a great camaraderie in this squad it's quite intense because there's 35 to 38 players going for 30 places let alone the starting 15 but has that intensity helped you
6: yeah of course it has you know then there's a lot of, there's a lot of youth brought in and you know they, they've done a really good job of driving everything on and they're really threatening places Um, and it's 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 very intensive training and that's exactly how you want it to be coming into a match like this
1: You've covered some mileage this year as part of that, um, being part of that squad. I would imagine does it does it. I know it matters, but when you're at when you've gotten to a final, though, the reward. It, we're not. We don't know. We're not going to preempt what's going to happen in the All Ireland final, but the reward for getting to an All Ireland final, considering the amount of mileage you've put in, must be very satisfying.
6: Yeah, one hundred percent. Like you know, then you 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 wouldn't commit to doing the amount of mileage that I'm doing unless you really think that you have a chance and. Um, I've really enjoyed it and yeah the long road back up to, from Cork to Dublin isn't, isn't humongously fun by yourself but you know you get yourself through it for days like this mm.
1: um, Evie Fitzgerald has been a big influence on you and certainly on the Cork team how important has it that he's still at the helm and that when you came back
6: yeah you know like continuity is key and he's been there for a number of years now and he's done a really good job um, this is his third final in five seasons so you know that kind of speaks mm. for itself um, really glad to have him on board, and he's done. Like you said, he's he's been working really hard with us, um, and it's been great.
1: And just finally, Roisin there must be great excitement at home uh, with a, with you playing in an All Ireland final uh, so close to Christmas as well, obviously, and a high profile game against the Dublin team. It looks like it's going to be an absolute Christmas cracker, to borrow a cliche, between two of the best teams in the country.
6: Yeah, like I it, said, it's it's always great to. um to get into Northern Ireland, and it's really good to share it with people that you loved, you know. And they they put in as mu- they put as nearly as much effort as we do. They make as as many sacrifices as we do. So it's really good to be able to share that with them. Unfortunately, this year it'll be a little bit different, but I'm sure they uh they won't mind as long
0: as they bring Brendan Martin home. The big red bench. On. Saturday and Sunday from six p.m.
1: Orla Farmer could play a vital role in Cork's All Ireland final meeting with Dublin this weekend. The Middleton Stalwart remains one of Efi Fitzgerald's most versatile players. Farmer is looking forward to the all-earning final, as is her number one fan, Sheila Bells. Orla Farmer, it has been quite a busy year for you, uh, both on and off the pitch, but here we are coming up to Christmas and there is an all Ireland final to look forward to against Dublin. First of all, congratulations on reaching the final. How excited are you at the moment and how flat out are things?
7: Thank you, Gerra. I'm delighted to be on. Um, oh, absolutely buzzing. Like little did we know, I suppose, that we'd be playing an all Ireland and final Christmas week. Um, if anybody said that to us last year, I think we'd just put, put the eyes up to heaven. But no, look, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And I suppose you know, it's been such a difficult year. Um, I suppose both on and off the pitch for 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 many players as well. So it's it's a nice treat now to have an All Ireland final look so forward to, especially against the Dubs now, often in, in Corker. And um, yeah, so it's it, it's brilliant. Like there's a good buzz in camp and everything. You know we had a great win there against Galway in the semi-final, um, and the spirits are, are high now. Looking forward to to the game, um, yeah, it's it's been a strange year, you know. It's been busy, and I think just with the uncertainty at the start of the year, you know, will we get a championship? Will it go ahead? Um, what if we play and it gets cancelled? You know, all these questions at, at the back of your mind. So look very very grateful and extremely excited now. Um, it's not every day you're in an All Ireland final, so um. We'll, we'll certainly you know look forward to it now and enjoy the build up and give it socks on the day
1: <laughs> exactly that's all you can do um, you're certainly going to have to do that because you know from your time watching and coming up against Dublin the two of you know were are pretty much the two farm teams at this year's championship so it's fitting that you're both in the final but you've been raising your game with each passing round against Kerry against Cavan against Galway you've got to go up another step now again
7: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I mean, look—it's always a great test against the Dubs, and I think we've seen that over the years. Um, such small margins, really. Uh, come All Ireland final day, semi-final, All Ireland final day—it's only ever it seems to be a point or two or three between us. So, um, you know what? Look, it—it's it, going to be tough. Like it's from, from start to finish, and um, I like if anything, it's I suppose we were quite underdogs coming into it because I know Dublin are going for a four in a row as well. So, um I think that gives us more incentive now and that gives us more of, of a bite and, and hunger to kinda get back to to I suppose, to to play and to win in Coal Park as well. Um so look undoubtedly it's gonna be a massive game. Like it's gonna be very, very tough. Um and it's gonna be a massive test for us. And I think like all of, you know, I suppose it's it's a whole panel game as well, and I think just the support and everything like that, and 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 all of the the panel and management will get will hopefully get us over the line now. And um, as I said, we'll we'll go all out now, hell for leather, um, and right to the end.
1: Well, that's all you can do. Um, you mentioned the panel, and from speaking to Efi and Paddy in the build up to the final. One of the hardest things they have at the moment is picking the 30, let alone settling on a 15. What it has shown me, though, over the last three games, um, as you know, because you've come on and made an impact. If you don't start, you don't know if and when you're coming on, but you're going to have to come on and make an impact. Such is the intensity in competition for places. Um, Is this the strongest squad in terms of a Cork Intercounty team that you've been involved with? Yeah, like
7: to be honest, um, you know, we've a a really dynamic team team. some of the younger players coming up as well are fantastic and they really kind of bring that that en- energy and um, you know revitalising the team as well so uh, it's fantastic to see some of the minor girls coming up um, over the last few years as well and like as you said you know th- there's no team picked really and um, the serious competitiveness at training and we're all pushing each other on as well which is fantastic um, and I think personally I think you know we do have one of the strongest teams um this year and like as I said, the dynamic is is very good and you know that that bite and that kind of competitiveness for to get to get a game and to come on and to make an impact as you said like that's that's always in the back of your mind so I think not only like does it spur you on individually but collectively as well as a team because um, we we want to do it for each other and we want to win and know it's, it's a team game at the end of the day and like as you said it, it's quite quite disappointing for some of the girls who don't make the, the start of 15 but not in mind the start of 15 mm-hmm. not make the panel so um, you know of course it's going to be competitive but look um, I think that's what's going to get us over the line to, to be honest um,
5: mm-hmm.
7: and I, I think we need that support and like even even playing I think off and go back the last day it was so eerie and it was so quiet and we're, we're usually you to a bit of a buzz in a crowd but like even just the subs and and the and, and all of the girls like all of the panel made such an impact and just that kind of shouting from the sideline and that support as well um all plays a massive role uh in terms of of of, of playing now in the all-ireland final um so yeah look i mean it's 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 a competitive game and we're all fighting for our places but i think um, I think I, I think there's a good momentum now and there's a good buzz and hopefully we'll flick on the day up in Kroger.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Um, can I just ask you, because you completed a PhD this year and congratulations again on that, has football, especially at this time of the year, been a release for you and for, for people on the panel who are working? I mean, you don't normally play in county, let alone club football, this late in the year. So as much uh, ha- as happy as supporters of the Cork Ladies Football Team are to be able to see it and read about it and watch it. What about you as a player? I mean, it must be unusual, especially like the other night in training when the rain and and the cold temperatures, as different as it is, is it still a welcome release?
7: Oh, absolutely. I mean, sport gives you, gives you that release in general, you know, to de-stress and to kind of clear the mind and, 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 and the body as well. So, um, I mean, obviously... It's, it's very strange, all right, playing and training in in icy conditions and in the in the rain and whatnot, but. And um, it, it kind of reminds me of college football, uh, because this is the kind of time you'd be playing college football, you know, in the muck and in the rain and things like that. But, um, look, as I said, like just given the circumstances with with this year, um, I think we're all just grateful um to get that release and even just for the social element as well. Um, you know, lockdown can be quite lonely for for people, and it, it was very hard. And I suppose. It was a test and the motivation to train on your own and kind of keep up that momentum. So I think really, like, obviously for the release of it, of it all, but I just think the social interaction mm. is also important. And, you know, sport gives that opportunity for, for players and for people to come together and connect. And that kind of sense of, of community and that that sense of belonging. Mm. So I think that's been really important over the last... Few weeks, few months, really, um, like, and and that will get us over the line as well. That that what will help us going going into the All Ireland. That look, knowing that we're grateful now. Although it might be minus one degrees, or it might be, be raining mad on the day. Like, look, we're we're there. We're we're in it together, and um, I think we we'll, we we'll just give it everything now. Given that, like, it was so uncertain at the start of the year, yeah. but certainly, I think just the distress and the social impact. Uh, of playing sports at this time of the year uh, is so vital.
1: Well said. Um, Final question, Orla. Uh, For people who don't know, can you explain who Sheila Bells is (laughs) and why she has become an Instagram sensation? Because she has more followers than I have and I want to know what her secret is. (laughs)
7: <laughs> so for those of you who don't know Sheila Bells, Sheila Bells is my grandmother, uh, my mother's mother and she's like my, my bestie. Mm. Uh, she's she's like my biggest fan to be honest Her Um She's great support and she provides all the entertainment uh, at home but also for my friends and for those on Instagram who who follow her page and keep up to date with her daily inspiration. Mm. Um, so yeah, I suppose like I just have a great connection with, with her and and um, you know, in terms of sport and stuff, she'd be like my number one fan, and loves the Cork ladies footballers. If you if you go into her house, you'll see you'll see pictures and newspaper clippings all over the wall and all over her fridge uh, of the Cork ladies over the years. So yeah, look, I mean, it's 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 a bit of fun, really, and it's it's more of just kind of idea of her kind of spreading some positivity and some inspiration and um, I think, you know, it's garnered some attention from my own friends and and family and I decided to to start an Instagram page for her Mm. um, just to to keep up the spirit, really, of people and to kind of, you know, spread some positivity, uh, especially now uh, with COVID nineteen and, and whatnot,
1: so Sheila Bells will be tuning in, no doubt, now for the All Ireland final. <laughs> well, uh, all the best to her, and we'll, we'll look forward to her um to her updates on Instagram, and also to yourself, Orla, from everybody in the Red FM, the Big Red Bench. All the best in the All Ireland final.
0: Thanks, Millinger. I appreciate
8: that. Thank you.
0: Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at RedFM.ie. Cork's Red
1: FM. Off the pitch. This is the most hectic time of the year for Cork LGFA PRO Peter O'Leary, but the backroom team member cannot wait for this weekend's final and a chance to reclaim the Brendan Martin Cup. Yeah, we're getting to the uh, getting very close to an all around final and for the coaches and for the players it's very, very busy and hectic time, but for the PRO of the Cork LGFA Peter O'Leary um, I would imagine uh, it is quite an even busier time because you have an awful lot of responsibility around this particular final.
8: Yeah, I suppose we're, we're, we're busy with regards to the press and regards to dealings with yourself and Efi uh, very kindly gave me the job to um, deal with the press in the build-up to, to this game So which I was thrilled of course to receive <laughs> <laughs> and um, I suppose it's just uh, look, it's, it's a great position to be if you asked me on Sunday morning would I have been in this position this evening here in Clodove, I'd have taken the hand off you. so yeah. yeah, I'm delighted, look it's great to be in the final and we're looking forward to it immensely
1: now, it's a big disappointment that we won't have a full Crow Park. It's a big disappointment that we won't have a big match atmosphere for an all-around final. But it does take away one major headache, doesn't it?
8: Yeah, I suppose I was in work today in my, my paying job, as I call it, and uh, I was receiving phone calls and trying to sort out bits and pieces for training tonight, and the one consolation that I could find was that I didn't have to be dealing with tickets, because I reckon I definitely would have quit, I'd say, if if we tickets, but I suppose, look, on the flip side, it's it's disappointing, the one the one aspect is that, you know, the parents of the players and, and the loved ones of, of the girls who would be the people that would be driving them around, possibly since they started playing with cock on the 14s, like, they're going to have to set to watch it on the television and while we're all very privileged to be able to play this year and to represent our county and, and look forward to the game it's it's obviously a big disappointment for, for those people that they can't be there to to share and I suppose you can use young Erica as an example you know her first day playing in Cope Park last Sunday and her parents who obviously travelled up because she's, she's too young to drive had to sit outside in the car and like I just felt it, it felt a bit wrong but look I suppose we have to follow the guidelines and everyone has to be looking after each other and staying healthy which is the main thing so hopefully next year we, we might be back in another final and uh, we'll have a
1: crowd next year maybe Thinking positive um, just on that Cork getting to the Old final is fantastic it's a lovely boost for people especially at the time of the year for the, for the true supporters of ladies football what would a win do for them? Oh sure look I suppose I
8: mean a win would be fantastic you know in the noughties. It was it was Carcour at the top of the, the 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 Christmas tree I suppose if you want to put it that way. And now you know, Dublin have been in the last six or seven finals and have won the last three or four. So I mean it goes in cycles I suppose and we'd be just hoping that maybe Dublin Cycle might be coming to to an end on, on Sunday weekend. Maybe we might be starting a newer one again and um but it would be fantastic. But look at the end of the day it's, it, it's the people I just mentioned, the players and their parents and their their loved ones and, and the members of the management team who are out there now tonight and they are putting in ferocious work and huge effort and, and sacrifices and a lot of the girls are travelling from up the country and down the country for training. So to finish up with an island on Christmas week I'd say it would be a uh, you know, in a strange
1: year, it'll be one that you won't forget anyway. Um, ladies' football, as a whole, though, over there, it's been a very, very unusual year. You know yourself from being a referee, from coaching. Um, it's it's now getting more coverage than it ever did, good, bad, or indifferent. But what's important is that continues into next year, whenever next year, whenever that season starts. So, irrespective of how this other and final goes, Cork ladies' football needs to build on it, no matter what.
8: Oh, look, I mean, I think I, I was listening to the, to the power man there. I think he's the manager of, of the Tipperary men's team on, on the way down and from our game in the car on, on Sunday. And I thought he made a very valid point that Tipperary need to keep moving forward and they have a habit of maybe taking two steps forward and three steps back. And while Cork ladies, I suppose, aren't renowned for going too many steps back, I think it's important that we keep moving forward and that you keep looking to build on what you have and I suppose if you finish an ordinary campaign in September and October you you'll you'll gather before Christmas for a I suppose a debrief of the season and this mightn't be possible this year because if the national league is going to start in in February of, of next year as it seems like it is the case then you know there isn't going to be a huge amount of downtime. So you, you know you're just hoping that the momentum that the players have gained this year will, will carry into next season and that they'll um with plenty of young talent and that they'll be they'll be pushing maybe the more um in come as the more experienced players for their for their positions next year, you know.
1: Um, that, we've been talking a lot about Efi and to the players themselves. Communication is not a problem on this team. They're a good team of talkers. Is, have you encountered that after training and before training? Uh, well, I definitely encountered after training when they're roaring and shouting, looking for for hot
8: drinks and stuff. But I know that on a serious note, you know you have huge leaders. If you if you look at it all the way it's from martine in, in in between the sticks all the way up as far as during in the full far line and like you can pick any player out of any line and I think that's a great sign and you've got a couple of players who maybe mightn't verbally be the, the most vocal but you know when push comes to shove they'll they back it up with their actions and I think that's very important too. You you get a mixture of I suppose you get a mixture of, of, of attitudes and a mixture of, of characters in any team and I think it's important that the players are 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 good mix and there's loads of leaders in, in that group and a lot of players have a huge amount won. So it's it's vital that they that they encourage and bring along the younger players, which I think they're doing hugely as well, you know?
1: And just finally, from your own point of view and the backroom team's point of view, logistics-wise, an advantage to have played at Crow Park last week and to see the surroundings, especially for players that aren't used to it. It's, it's, is, that a, is that a big plus when you're going up there now again for the Ireland final that you know exactly where to go? You know or The small little things that people don't see behind the scenes before a final are very, very important.
8: Oh, yeah, I suppose, look, I mean, there's no point in in saying anything else. That uh, Obviously, like you could look at last Sunday as a dry run as such, if you want to put it that way. And, like, anything that needs to be tweaked, we'll tweak it. And anything that's worked out well, the lads will obviously uh, will, will look for it. And Michelle and Sheila Sheila he? the COVID officer slash the, the moment of the team, you know, she looks after a lot of the stuff for the ladies. And if there's anything that we need to do or she needs to do, we'll, we'll, we'll help out as best we can. But I think, by and large, everything works those very well for us last Sunday and of course obviously look there's an awful lot after being said and printed in the last number of days over what went on before the game and everything else but I mean we're just concentrating on I suppose the good points that the players did and also the lads will be working on the things that they need to improve on to try and have them ready for for Sunday weekend to have a rattle off the dubs you know
1: and that's it for another Big Red Bench ladies football podcast remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts you can also listen online at redextra.ie don't forget to tune in to The Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan, Valerie Wheeler and guests between 6 and 7 p.m. on the radio every Saturday and Sunday. Follow The Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website RedFM.ie.
0: The Big Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.